0: we're starting a brand new series entitled Verses. Now, not Bible Verses, but Verses. This versus that. Here versus there. This choice versus that choice. Now, in life, some choices are just every day. Are you gonna choose coffee, or are you gonna choose tea? Is it gonna be grape jelly, or is it gonna be strawberry jelly? Is it going to be cheesecake, or is it going to be chocolate cake? Sometimes in life, they're just ordinary choices. But then there are moments in life when we need to make choices that have a significant impact in our life. Now, in life, it's easy to make choices between a good choice and a bad choice. But what do you do when the choices that are before you all seem good? How do you know? ...whether your choice is a good choice or a God choice. In this series, verses, we're going to explore explore some choices that God has for us. Some options that He has for us. And I want to reassure you that regardless of whatever you're choosing in your life... ...God always has a better option for you. He wants us to discover His better options because if we find His better options... We will have a better life. Now there's one option that we're often faced with as people in this specific culture. And the choice is this. Are we going to make it all about ourselves? Or are we going to make it about other people? We live in a culture that celebrates the person. Celebrates us. It's all about you. You are the center. There's that old... Uh, commercial Burger King commercial have it your way we live in a culture that celebrates us so much so that we get catered ads in social media or on Netflix when we're watching there's even this idea of a selfie yes you can take a picture with other people but guess what it's really all about me here's what I've discovered though Jesus actually turned that idea on its head For you see, this is what he said in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Now, this is Jesus saying this. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to what? To serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Many of us in this culture were tempted to make it all about ourselves. But Jesus is saying, I want to challenge you to look beyond yourself. And be willing to pour out your life. To make an impact in the lives of, of other people. Jesus did that for us and he's challenging us to do the same for other people. God wants us to serve joyfully. In fact, that's the title of my message for today. Serve joyfully. Instead of making it all about you, choose to make it about other people. And just don't do it begrudgingly. Serve the lord by serving others and do it joyfully so i want to invite you to join me in second corinthians chapter 9 verses 1 through 4 the apostle paul is writing a letter to the church in corinth now if you know anything about ancient times is that in corinth that was the culture where it was all about the person they had temples they had they had different events they had games they had, all, all that they had in their society was catered to the person. But the Apostle Paul is saying, don't be like your neighbors. Don't be like the world. Instead, be more like Jesus. Let's look at verse 1 through 4. Open up your Bible, your Bible app, your Westover app. In fact, at the very bottom of your Westover app notes, we have a life group experience where you can talk with people around you. Two or three friends or your life group about how we as believers can serve the Lord joyfully. Let's read together verse 1. There is no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people. What the Apostle Paul is saying here is, I've already discussed with you about how it's important to serve the Lord's people, but he's reminding them it's important for us to serve the Lord's people. For I know your eagerness to help. And I've been boasting about, that, about it to the Macedonians, telling them that since last year, you and achaia were ready to give. And your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action. But I'm sending to you the brothers in order that our boasting about you in this matter should not prove hollow. But that you may be ready as I said you would be. For if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to say anything about you, we would be ashamed of having been so confident. The Apostle Paul is challenging these believers. He's saying, have a different perspective. Serve the Lord. And serve the Lord by serving the Lord's people. And so today I want to share with you a couple ways to serve joyfully. If you want to serve the Lord joyfully, number one, activate your God-given passion. Activate your God-given passion. Verse 2 says this, I know your eagerness to help. Your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action. Here's my question. What are you passionate about? What stirs your heart? What brings joy? What sparks joy in your life? Whatever it is, I want to suggest to you that whatever you're passionate about, God put it in you. God gave a passion in your heart. And that passion is in, intended to be used to accomplish God's purpose. What brings you joy? What brings you excitement? Is it leadership? Is it Being out front and leading something, is it serving other people? Is it hospitality? Is it hosting people in your home? What is it? What is it that sparks your passion? Whatever it is, I want to encourage you to follow that spark of passion in your life because I've discovered that it will advance you. It will move you forward. Why? Because passion is the jet fuel of purpose. Passion is the jet fuel of purpose. If you want your purpose to move forward, activate the God-given passion that God's put within you. Just don't walk through life doing things that you're good at. Find something that excites you. Something that motivates you. Something that stirs your spirit. Something that makes you wake up every morning and say, I've got the very best job in the world. I've got the greatest opportunity to make an impact in life. Allow that joy and that spark of passion to come alive within you. I don't want to get to the end of my life and realize that I'd missed it. I'd missed my purpose because I didn't follow my passion and I didn't follow what God had put before me. This week I was looking at the words in the original text and this word that's translated enthusiasm is actually the root word of the word zeal in our English language. Now, zeal isn't a word we use a whole lot, but someone who is a zealot is someone who is very passionate about a cause. Now, we see this in the Bible. There were different people who were zealots, but probably the greatest zealot of all time was Jesus Christ. Jesus was passionate. He was enthusiastic about the work of the Father. The Word tells us about Jesus' passion. There's a story of Jesus walking into the temple and he noticed that there were money changers making a mockery of God's house. And he got frustrated because they were cheating the people who were coming to the temple. You know the story, he tosses tables. I'm not going to toss tables today, but he tosses the tables and he says, this is God's house. This is supposed to be a house of worship. This is supposed to be a house where God can move. And you've desecrated it. And in that moment, the, the disciples remembered a verse from the Old Testament. And it's quoted in John chapter 2, verse 17. It says this. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the Scriptures. Passion or zeal for God's house will consume me. I pray that as you hear this, that... God would activate a passion in your heart and activate a passion for God, activate a passion for God's people, activate a passion for God's house. God put a passion within us not only to feel the purpose that he has for us so that it provides for us But he's also put a passion within us so that we can make a kingdom impact. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to the end of my life and realize that I missed the kingdom purpose that God had for me because I made it all about me. I want to step into God's purpose and have that passion fuel it. And I'm praying the same for you as well. Let God stir you up and cultivate a passion for him and for his people and for his house. Find what stirs your passion and move forward with it. Number two, to serve joyfully. Prepare for your purpose. Prepare for your purpose. All of us have a purpose. I tell this to our kids. You are created on purpose, with purpose, and for a purpose. If you find yourself wandering in life, I want to challenge you today to connect to Jesus because when you connect to him, he will give you hope and he will give you a future and he will give you a purpose, something great. He will give you an assignment that will make a difference in your own life. It will fuel and fulfill you, but it will also make an impact in the lives of other people. Prepare for your purpose. Verses 3 and 4 says this, I am sending the brothers that you may be ready, say ready, ready as I said you would be. For if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we would be ashamed of having been so confident. Have you ever been unprepared? Have you ever been in school and there's a pop quiz and you don't know about it? Have you ever been in a class where the teacher asks you about the reading assignment and you've been faithful all the other weeks about reading everything, but you had a busy week and you didn't read anything and the teacher calls you out and says, hey, what do you think about? And then names the topic. Have you ever been in a place where someone has asked you to speak publicly, spontaneously, right on the spot and you have zero time to prepare? What does that do? I don't know about you, but it creates fear and worry and anxiety. I want to reassure you that God will never never leave you in a lurch. If you're willing to walk with him, he will prepare you for your purpose. There's this adage I've heard before. It says this, proper preparation prevents poor performance. That's a tongue twister. Try to say that a couple times. But when we're properly prepared... We can perform well. Proper preparation prevents poor performance in your purpose. God wants to prepare you for the purpose he has prepared for you. I want to challenge you. Whatever season you're in right now, I want to challenge you to get prepared. Say prepared. Get prepared for what God has for you. Because in life, you're either preparing or you're repairing. You're either moving forward or going backwards. There's no standing still in life. Be committed to prepare now for what God has in store for you. Don't just prepare for the pop quizzes. Prepare for your purpose. Someone once said, opportunity comes to those who are prepared. If you want to be ready for what God has for you, prepare yourselves. What you're telling God is, God, I don't know when you're going to provide the next step in my purpose, but I'm going to do all I can in this season, and I'm going to get myself prepared. And I'm just going to trust that in due time, you're going to open that next door for me. I don't need to worry about opening that door for myself because I know you're going to do it in your own time. But what I can control is I can control my preparation. I can get myself ready for what's next. Here are some questions to ask yourself. What am I doing today to prepare for tomorrow? Or put it another way. Do my choices today lead me to a better tomorrow? This is where we're at. This is where God wants us to be. We need to evaluate our choices to determine whether our choices actually get us to God's purpose. For those of you who are unmarried... I want to challenge you to prepare yourself for marriage. I know that you hear these messages about marriage, and sometimes it's easy to check out, but guess what? The best time to prepare for marriage is when you're not married. Why? Because you can never be too prepared for marriage. Yeah. You can never be too prepared for marriage. I'm married, and I know. I also spent a decade as a professional counselor and a marriage and family therapist. I know. You can always be prepared for marriage. Prepare yourself for the person that God has prepared for you. Could it be possible that God has not brought that person into your life because you're not ready to meet that person? Here's what I want to challenge you to do. If you're single, write down everything you want in a spouse. And whatever character traits that you write down in your spouse, you become that. Why? Because you will attract the person that you are. I'm going to say that again. You will attract the person that you are. Write down what you want in a spouse and then become that. Don't make it so that your your spouse has to marry down for you. They need to be marrying equal to you. Prepare yourself for the person that God has prepared for you. College students, prepare today for your next career. I know that you may feel like this entry-level job is no big deal, but there are some lessons God is teaching you in this season to prepare you for the next thing he has for you. Be faithful with what God has put before you. Don't brush it off. For those of you who are right at the end of your educational career, whether it's your high school or it's uh, college or graduate school, don't get senioritis. Be willing to keep pushing. Push forward. Push hard. Pursue God's purpose. Prepare for the next thing that God has for you. Develop a holy hustle mentality. We hear that in the culture. Hustle hard, hustle hard. I want to encourage you to hustle holy. What does that mean? Work hard, but work hard for the king. Because when you work hard for the king, he can put in your hands what he has for you. Be willing to hustle hard for Jesus Christ, and then you'll discover... That he'll put in your hands what he has for you. The Bible says that if you're faithful with the little that God has put in your hands, you will then be faithful with the much. Be faithful with what God has put in your hand. Don't, don't complain about it. Ephesians 6.6, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, do God's will from your heart. Yeah, you may be working from home, but don't slack off and just watch Netflix on mute while you're on a video call with your boss. Dial in. Focus in. Give it your whole heart. Because the boss may not see you, but the king sees you. And he will honor you when you're faithful with what he's put before you. Hustle holy for the king. And today, if you don't know what your purpose is, I want to challenge you to seek God. Why? Because if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then he will add everything else unto you. I have found that God's path always leads to God's purpose. If you walk with him, he will lead you to where you need to be. And number three, to serve joyfully, make a difference. Don't just make money. Don't just be successful. Make a difference. God wants us to make a difference, not only for our family, not only for our own life, but also for other people, because he's challenging us to serve joyfully. Look at verses one and two. There is no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people, for I know your eagerness to help, that since last year you and Achaiya were ready to give, And your enthusiasm had stirred most of them to action. If you're eager to help, serve God's people. Even be willing to serve the people who are not yet in the kingdom of God. Could it be possible that through your service to them, they will see your good works. They will glorify the Father. They will look to the King and say, there's something different about you. You live different. I don't know why you treated me so nice, but I appreciate it. You may be the only Jesus that people see. Live it out, make an impact, make a difference. We here at Westover, we have one of our core values. It's save people, serve people. It's the simple idea that if you love Jesus, you want to serve him by serving others. I have found in life that there's no greater fulfillment than me serving God by serving other people. There is a special blessing that comes from serving God by serving others. Why? Because it resonates with what Jesus said, what I said at the very beginning. Jesus said, I didn't come to to be served, but to serve and to pour out my life for other people. That's the challenge that God is putting before us He's saying, are you willing to give? Are you willing to serve? Are you willing to make an impact? Can we as believers, people of faith, say yes and amen to that? Can we say yes to that? As I was reading these verses, something stirred in my heart. The apostle Paul is writing to them and it's almost as if God dropped an idea in Paul's mind and he told them, there are some people that you're writing to They have been ready to step in and serve since last year. And I want you to write these words to activate them, to stir them up, to have them step into their purpose. Some of you have been ready since last year to step in and make an impact. If you feel that stirring in your heart, that's not me, that's the Lord. He's stirring you, he's compelling you to make an impact, for you to make a difference in the lives of other people. We wanna invite you to step in and serve alongside with us. Stand shoulder to shoulder to serve the Lord's people. Like Paul said, we made it easy for you to get activated. We have a, a track called Growth Track. And Growth Track is all about helping you discover a growth step for you to take one step closer to the purpose that God has for you. Maybe it's just to get connected to faith community. Maybe it's just to have friendships in the church. Maybe it's to join a life group. Maybe, maybe you need to discover what your spiritual gifts are. Maybe it's finding out that you have a spiritual purpose. Maybe it's compelling you to start a Bible plan. Whatever it is, be willing to take a growth step. But for some of you, it's to step in and serve on a ministry team, to serve alongside us to make a kingdom impact. We've made it easy for you to attend growth track. You can attend it on site. 1130 a.m. on Sundays. You can also attend it online as well. We've made it convenient for those of you who are at home. We're standing up serve teams online where you can be a host right there in the chat, whether it's prayer team or just greeting people and making them feel welcome. We want to provide an opportunity for you to step in and serve and make an impact. For those of you who are already activated, I want to encourage you to let your heart be stirred. I looked at this verse and it said that the enthusiasm of some had stirred most of the people in their community to action. If you are already activated, I want to challenge you to look around your circle of influence and see if there's someone who could get activated as well. Be willing to challenge them to step in and to step up and to make a kingdom impact. You can be part of their journey we also have a couple opportunities for you to serve whether it's in connections ministry or kids ministry connections ministry is all about creating a first impression a God impression in the lives of people whether it's online or whether it's the parking lot or in the hallways or the aisleways we want people to experience the welcome presence of God through us that's what the connections ministry is all about And the kids' ministry is all about helping kids make friends, have fun, and meet Jesus. I don't know about you, but I want to ensure that the next generation knows God, loves God, loves other believers, and that they discover their purpose as well. And if you want to get activated in either connections or kids' ministry, we have a couple orientations we'd love to invite you to be a part of. I want you to come and be a part of these orientations. If you're willing to give one hour to this training, we'll get you activated. And then if you're willing to give three hours a month to make a difference in the lives of other people, you'll discover the fulfillment that comes from saying yes to God and being willing to make a difference by serving other people. And as I close, I want to invite you to stand I'm going to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. But before I do, I want to tell you the story of a friend of mine. I met him this week. I Actually, I met him a couple weeks ago. But he said to me, Pastor, I need to have a conversation with you. So this week, I met with him, and he told me his story. His name is Art. He serves on our safety team. He says, Pastor, I know you see me smiling and greet people, but you don't know my story. My story was, is that at the age of 16, I was kicked out of my house and I was homeless. There was no more room in the house. And since I was the oldest, my family said, we don't have enough space for you. You can leave. So he stepped out and he began to drink and and do drugs just to medicate the hurt in his heart. And while he was on the streets, he learned how to talk to other people and he said, that skill has helped me in business. It's helped me be successful. But I still had a broken heart. I was drinking, trying to medicate the pain in my heart. He said, then I got married, and my wife and I, we had a couple of kids, and my daughter started coming to church. She would go to Westover, and every week before before, we would go to, before she would go to church, she would say, Dad, why don't you come to church with me? He said, no, 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 I don't want to go to church. I'm going to stay right here. And then he would take the covers and put it over his shoulder and turn over and go back to sleep. But there came a moment when his daughter came home and she said, Dad, I was in church and God told me that I needed to come and talk to you and tell you that you need to be in church next week. This isn't an option. You need to be there. You need to go to church. You need to hear from God. He said the very next week, he came to church, and he sat up in our balcony, and he experienced the worship, and he heard a message, and through tears, through tears, he said yes to Jesus. He said, Pastor, my life has been changed It's been changed since I said yes to Jesus. Now I just want to be in God's house. I want to serve God's people. I want to make an impact. I'm inviting family and friends and and they're experiencing God in a new way. He says, I want to spend the rest of my life telling people about how God can change a life. He says, I want you to know my story. Because God is the one who changed it. So today, we can serve God joyfully. But God wants to give you the joy of knowing Him. So I'm going to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. Set aside every distraction. Maybe you're here like Art and you got invited. And you don't know why you're here. But you've sent something through the worship. You've sent something through the message and you feel a tug in your heart. I want to assure you that that's the presence of God stirring your heart saying, I want you to know me. Maybe you've never made a decision or maybe you've strayed away. It doesn't matter. Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. And so if you're here today, every eye closed, every head bowed, if you want to say yes to Jesus, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, in the back. Yes, ma'am, you right here. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir, I see hands. For those of you who are online as well, I want you to say this prayer. In fact, I'm going to invite all of us to say this prayer. Say it with me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I want you to change my life. I want the joy in my heart. I believe in you. Forgive my sin. Give me a new life. Help me move forward. I say yes to you. Come into my life today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. If you said that prayer, I want to say welcome to the family of God. Congratulations. I want to invite you to text New Life to the number on the screen. Or if you're here on site, I want to invite you to just visit us at Guest Central. I'd love to encourage you. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to say welcome to the family of God. God loves you. He has a purpose for you. And for those of you who have been tugged in your heart to serve joyfully, I want to challenge you to say yes to God. Don't just walk away and walk away from your purpose. Be willing to say yes to the Lord today. It's been great having you here today. God bless you.